Sports Scene with Greg Picaveras is now on the Odyssey app and odyssey.com. Now, it's time for Sports Scene with Greg Picaveras. Here's your host, Greg Picaveras. And welcome back to Sports Scene with Greg Picaveras, now on the Odyssey app. Odyssey owns several radio stations all over the country. Glad to do it here from Virginia Beach. And of course, don't forget CP Shuckers has two great locations in Virginia Beach to serve you excellent food. It's a pleasure to talk to Rick Kiefner, associated with Old Dominion for over 50 years. He's been on sports highlights and sports scene in the past. How are you, my friend? Doing very well. Look, uh, looking forward to talking with you and talking about Old Dominion. Very good, very good. Old Dominion is off to a decent start. I wouldn't say it's a great start, but a decent start after a slip against Virginia Tech. They've got a bye week and they got Appalachian State next. Yeah, Appalachian State uh, losing, I guess, uh, uh, a couple of, uh, last night to Coastal Carolina, so uh, they're going to be ready to go. They go, they are also going to have a little bit of uh, time to get ready for the game since they played last night, and uh, they'll uh, actually uh, be here on the 21st. It's, it'll be a 7 o'clock game, uh, so it's going to give uh, Old Dominion a little bit of time to prepare for the Mountaineers. They have, certainly have a good football program. We have not been very fortunate playing the Mountaineers uh, in the last few years, but uh, it'll be a home game. Looking forward to it. Old Dominion is definitely much improved from last year. Whether they have a winning record or not, that still remains to be seen. But I'll say this, Rick, the Sun Belt and Old Dominion in general, they don't have a whole lot of TV games. Last night was you know, their one game of the week, usually what they have. They get the ESPN Plus, but that's pretty much a service they do for all the colleges. Why the night games when it's not necessarily a designated TV game? 7 o'clock is kind of late in the fall, in my opinion. I still think people at Old Dominion like the early afternoon games when they can because a lot of times people tend to leave after halftime. Uh, I, I don't know the answer, to be honest with you, Greg. The, uh, the fact that they have the opportunity to be on the NFL network for a Saturday game, obviously uh, they're, you know, at the well, you know, they, they have to do what, you know, what is best. And so uh, in talking with uh, Wood Selick and some of the athletic people the other day, uh, they're, they're happy that they're going to be getting on a national uh, TV network. Uh, the NFL, obviously, it's not as big as ESPN or Fox or what have you, but uh, you know it's still a relatively new program, uh, so it's it's going to be interesting. Uh, talking to some people though, as far as the fans, they're looking forward to it. They are going to open up the gates five hours before the game starts, so we're going to have some Old Dominion fans that'll be tailgating for five hours. So it should be a, a party atmosphere for a seven o'clock kickoff. Those are diehard fans. Yeah, the NFL Network is excellent. Been around for several years, and that's great exposure for any team in the Sun Belt to get that. I'm just talking in general when they don't have a designated TV game like Virginia Tech or somebody else, why play at night? And that's my opinion. I guess they feel basically that they can get more people in attendance at the games. There's not maybe as many conflicts or what have you. You know, a lot of people have uh, kids that they want to watch their athletic events, etc. And so maybe uh, the fact is that they would have uh, more people in attendance. But to my knowledge, Greg, right now, as far as the home schedule is concerned for 2023, uh, going forward, the only game that has a scheduled time would be on the 21st, which is a 7 o'clock game. And the reason it's at 7 is because the NFL Network dictated they want it at 7 o'clock. Looking at the other games, right after that, they got a tough game. They are playing James Madison University. That's going to be on the road. It's homecoming for the Dukes of James Madison. 
and right now we do not know what time that game would be uh, taking place. It could be a night game, it could be an afternoon game, uh, and it depends on who will pick that up, whether it be like ESPN, ESPN2, Fox, or what have you. Yeah, absolutely, and of course that's going to be some revenge for Old Dominion because they did not play well against James Madison last year. I don't even want to talk about it. Last year was, oh, it was awful. Big win for James Madison, but uh, not a very good uh, loss for the Monarchs of Old Dominion. And just to entertain folks a little bit, because I do a lot of the TV games, is that seven to ten days, it's usually picked for, you know, the weeks ahead, or sometimes, like in the ACC, it's a six-day window, depending on how good the teams are. So it's very intriguing. This is crunch time, and I guess Old Dominion's goal at this point, Rick, is still to try to get to a bowl. Three and three, the magic number is six. They have got six home, six games left, three on the road, three at home. They've got a tough schedule. As we mentioned, uh, on the 21st, they've got Appalachian State at home and then James Madison on the road. And then in November, uh, they have a home game against Coastal Carolina, which beat Appalachian State for the first time. And then, Greg, they are on the road, Liberty, Georgia Southern, uh, which are, are really good good football squads. And then the last game will be the Saturday after Thanksgiving there at home against Georgia State. So not an easy schedule, both home and away, but uh, the magic number not only for Old Dominion, but any of the teams that want to go uh, to a bowl is, is six, and they're halfway there right now. Like you said, it will not be easy, but uh, they have definitely improved. And Old Dominion's been in every game they played this year. They are playing for 60 minutes. I guess they need to learn how to close games out like the Wake Forest or the Virginia Techs and the Virginias of the world. You're right, Greg. Against Wake Forest, they twice had a lead of 17 points. They were not able to finish that game and really had a chance to win that game. And then in Virginia Tech up in uh, Hokieville, uh, they – they played with Virginia Tech until the fourth quarter and wound up a couple of really serious turnovers uh, caused that score because it was about a five-point game in the fourth quarter. So uh, they have been in every game, as you mentioned, and uh, I think that's been a big improvement this year over last year. Absolutely. Virginia Tech and Virginia have had pretty rough seasons. Virginia Tech has played better than Virginia has, but Old Dominion and James Madison are two of the best teams in the state. Yeah, I think right now most people will agree the best team in the state is James Madison University. And, of course, Old Dominion will be going up there in, uh, in, on the 28th of this month to see how good they stand against James Madison. But uh, And James Madison had a couple of votes, I think, early in the football season for, for top 25. So uh, they've got a good football program up there. And uh, Old Dominion will be the homecoming opponent for James Madison University. So hopefully Old Dominion will uh, be able to uh, play well in that game and hopefully come away with a win. Because usually schools pick a, a pretty weak opponent for their homecoming game, but <laughs> I hope that's no reflection of the outcome that will happen. James Madison, folks, did beat Virginia earlier this year, although Virginia was winning most of the game. We are the homecoming opponent for James Madison. We've been the homecoming opponent for uh, – Southern Miss, and then the week before, we were also the homecoming opponent. So uh, I guess a lot of people are are interested in in Old Dominion. But uh, we are three and three, and you know the magic number is six. If Old Dominion wants to go to a bowl game, and hopefully they'll continue to play well and continue to improve over Coach Ricky Ronnie. Let's switch gears to basketball. Jeff Jones, hard to believe he's been the head coach since the thirteen fourteen season. He continues to roll on, but people will be expecting his team to improve this season. 
You know, I've been at practice, and uh, to give you guys a little insight, that there, there are 15 players that are on the team this year. Of course, you can only have 13 te- uh, players with scholarship, but there are 15 players. And of the players that actually dressed out last year, they have six returning players. They've got nine new players. But uh, looking at the, the players and their, with their ability, I think this is going to be a better team than last year, and I think it's going to be more athletic. And last year's team was very athletic. Uh, they have got some really good players, uh, and I, I'm anxious to see what uh, – they've got two freshman brothers that are coming in. Uh, last name is Alette, A-L-L-E-T-T-E. One brother was uh, – he's 6'3", 175 pounds, was the top player in all of Canada. And I think he is going to be a nice welcome addition to this Monarch basketball team. And they've got some seniors. Uh, you know, a lot of people remember Jason Wade. He's the son of Ronnie Wade. And he is in his senior year this year. And, you know, he is a player that makes all the other players better. So when he's on the floor, the other four players are always better. I mean, he really – I hate to use this term, but he really is kind of like a, a coach on, on the floor for – for Jeff Jones, and uh, we're so happy to see him contribute last year and, and make a uh, make an impact on this basketball program. He's a senior from Richmond, Virginia, and let's not forget our leading scorer last year was Chauncey Jenkins. Chauncey Jenkins is one player that when you go when he goes one on one, there are not too many people that can keep up with him. So I think this is going to be a better scoring team. Uh, they're not going to be as tall uh, as some of the teams they face. But uh, they're going to be physical. They're going to do what Jeff Jones likes to do, play hard defense and rebound. And uh, you remember last year they wound up uh, moving the ball a lot faster and down the court uh, than they have had in previous uh, Jeff Jones years. So I'm really looking forward to it. Nine new players coming in. Uh, a couple of players have a lot of good credentials. Uh, they have transferred from some good schools. We've got a, a junior named R.J. Blakeney who is who you know started like 20 games last year for Dayton in his sophomore year. And you've got a player that was from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, that went out to Oregon, Tyrone Williams. So I think we're going to see a, a, a team that's going to be able to score a little bit better than they did last year. Yeah, absolutely. Jenkins is a really excellent player. You mentioned and Old Dominion is always doing well during the regular season. And Coach Jones has made the postseason with Old Dominion. But the key is evolving to the postseason is pretty much, Rick, I know you're, you're biased. You went to Old Dominion. But people remember you, what you do in the postseason. Oh, absolutely. And uh, obviously everybody wants to go in the postseason. He's got a tough schedule, uh, both home and away. So, you know, it's just it's a long season with thirty some games. So it'd be interesting uh, to see how these guys uh, all gel together. Because again, you've got nine new players that'll be wearing the Hudson blue and white this year. So uh, I think again, they'll be a little bit more uh, athletic than they did last year. And uh, I think they're going to see the scoring average go up for this team. Jenkins and Wade, great one-two punch. Correct, Rick? Absolutely. Well, Wade, not so much as far as scoring, but again, he is—he just makes the other four players so much better. And he, you know, usually he—he's just a smart kid, plays hard, just like his dad. His dad, Ronnie Wade, was such a good player for Old Dominion University, a good team player, and just like you know his dad, I think. Jason is a good team player, and his biggest attribute, in my opinion, is he makes the other four players on the floor much better. 
basketball will start in earnest in November. Rick, all the best, and tell the fans how long you've been associated with Old Dominion and broadcasting. You primarily are part of the football pregame show now, correct? I actually started, I was looking it up, we, I actually started in November of 1970. It was right out of, right out of college. And, uh, you know, started, you know, doing, helping doing the games. Back then it was with uh, Dick Lamb and Dick Frame. And then the next year uh, they promoted Dick Lamb to the station manager for, uh, and wound up uh, just being Dick Frame and I. So it's been Dick Frame and I and then uh, Bob Rathman and Gary Cohen, who's now the voice of uh, the New York Mets and all the way to, uh, you know, Ted Alexander. So I was thinking the other night about all the coaches that I've had an opportunity to work with. They've all been great guys. You know, just a lot of fun from Sonny Allen down to Jeff Jones. So uh, it's been a lot of fun. And as you as you uh, mentioned, I I do the uh, I host the pregame show for the football, uh, which is just a lot of fun. And quite frankly, when I went to school, I never ever thought, Greg, that we would have a, a football program at Old Dominion University. And when we finally did, I never ever thought that we'd be playing Virginia Tech, University of North Carolina. Uh, you know, some of these other schools. So uh, it has been just a lot of fun for me over these years. And uh, I've been very fortunate to have a small part and be associated with the Monarchs of Old Dominion. Right. Football and basketball are both social, but basketball, you see people face-to-face. Football is kind of difficult because everybody's spread out. But, Rick, all the best to you and the football team the rest of the year and the basketball season, the men's and women's basketball teams both. Thanks, Greg. It was a pleasure working with you. Always. Rick Keefner right there with Old Dominion. Stay tuned. Sports Scene will continue after these messages. Mi Hogar is your restaurant for the finest Mexican cuisine in Hampton Roads. At Mi Hogar, everything is prepared fresh in a casual and comfortable atmosphere. Enjoy traditional favorites such as quesadillas, tacos, burritos, and fajitas, as well as refreshing beverages. Mi Hogar is located at 4201 Granby Street and is a tradition in Norfolk. Call 640-7705 and log on to MiHogarMexicanRestaurant.com. At Mi Hogar, there's something for everyone. I love hydroponics in Newport News, your growth store on the peninsula, the premier place for supplies and consultation, Build-A-Soil, AC and Infinity, and other top products available, including many more. Located at 954 J. Clyde Morse Boulevard in Newport News. Like them on Facebook. They are open daily. Cecil and his staff will greet you the minute you walk in with your best interest in mind. I love hydroponics in Newport News, the premier store on the peninsula for supplies and consultation. Outback Steakhouse in Kempsville and Virginia Beach open daily for lunch and dinner. Mike and the staff will take good care of you. Burgers, steaks, salads, appetizers, desserts, and much more. Great atmosphere, nice bar, spacious dining room. 1255 Fordham Drive in Virginia Beach. This segment is brought to you by Linda Matney Art Gallery. Go by and see John Lee Matney and the great staff right there where art comes alive in Williamsburg. Always great exhibits, great shows, excellent website as well, lindamatneygallery.com. Give them a call at 757-675-6627. And of course, they are on Facebook, Linda Matney Gallery. Fine art, exquisite art. Don't let art vanish in Williamsburg. Right there at Linda Matney Art Gallery, the premier art gallery in Hampton Roads in Virginia, is the Linda Matney Art Gallery. They are on social media. It's a pleasure to talk to Father George Choris, priest of Saints Constantine and Helen Greek Orthodox Church in Newport News since 1999. Father, welcome. Thank you for having me. 
Very good, very good. Big event coming up in a few weeks in Newport News. It's the Newport News Greek Festival Fall Edition, an indoor event inside the Hellenic Center. Tell us all about it. Well, we're going to open on Thursday, October 26th at 4 p.m., and then we'll be full days Friday and Saturday, the 27th and 28th, indoor in Sakalis Hall of our Hellenic Center, located on 60 Traverse Road in Newport News. I think that's great, too, because when you think of the fall, especially almost November, it is chilly outside, and people want to enjoy their meal in a most pleasing atmosphere. And they certainly can do that. And uh, again, the weather will not be an issue for us, whether it's uh, pleasant or it's raining. And it, it's in, it, does, it doesn't have any um, problem with that. So we're hoping that uh, people will be able to come out. We're right off of I-64, right on uh, J. Clyde Morris and Travers Road. Uh, ample parking, free admission. And just we'll appreciate everybody taking in not only the food, but the, the some of the vendors that we have. And this is just a great way for our parish to show off our our fine uh, Hellenic cuisine. Yeah, America's biggest pastime is going out to dinner. I always tell people you might not like the same movie, you might not like the same concert, but people have to eat, and they yeah. definitely can at the Greek yes. festival. They do, and they've said they've shown us their support in the past, and we deeply appreciate that, and, and we hope that they'll continue to do so. But you're correct, people do go out. And uh, this, we, we find ourselves as being one of the nicer events on the calendar of the city of Newport News and the, the greater uh, peninsula as well, that we do have this event every year in the fall. And then, the, of course, the large festival in, um, the, uh, at the Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday after Memorial Day. Yeah, that'll start May 30th through June the 2nd, so that's not too far away either. But right. there's also church tours as well. Correct. We're very proud of our Byzantine Church of St. Constantine and Helen, and there will be someone in the church at all times uh, answering questions. Uh, We will have tours, three tours a day, but we also will have someone in the church all day answering your questions, uh, explaining the faith, explaining the three parts of the church, and are there to assist people in understanding. You know, they might come by, drive by this building all the time, uh, but answer their questions regarding our place of worship that we're very proud of talk about some of the favorite foods you've had over the years that are greek and also you spent some time growing up in chicago and you're also in roanoke so talk about the different festivals you've been to and how they compare to newport news well uh, in chicago every church pretty much had a greek festival and those were usually from memorial day weekend to labor day obviously it gets quite cold in chicago in the fall so those festivals are from uh, May to September. But again, if you look like in in Florida, where I have friends that are clergy, their festivals are in February. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. uh, But uh, each church has, has, has taken upon itself to have their festivals. And just a way to highlight not only their individual places of worship, but also the Greek cuisine, the dancing, uh, the traditions of uh, Greek culture. And uh, in Roanoke, we did not do a festival every every year. We did a an event back in the day uh, called Holiday in Athens, where it was one meal and we did it every other year. Now, uh, Holy Trinity in Roanoke does do a festival every year, and they just had it uh, a month ago. Obviously, we have quite a bit of property here, and our festival is quite large uh, because we accommodate to such a great clientele from all over. And uh, and uh, it's been our pleasure to do that, and we will continue to do that. 
it's also like a reunion every time you see people out there because um, you're in a closed environment at the indoor festival. The outdoor festival is kind of big. You might have some people inside, some people outside, but the indoor festival, you pretty much see everybody walking in the front door. Yeah, I've had people come up to me at the at the large festival and say, we saw you from far away, you were talking to somebody, and it, it's, again, that, that many people under a tent, and it, it's very difficult to see everybody. We make every attempt to do so. But in the fall, it's more condensed. Obviously, we're in, in the Sakalis Hall of the Hellenic Center, and uh, you can get a pretty good, uh, better view of everyone coming and going. Your favorite foods, Father, over the years? I do like moussaka and pasticcio and spanakopites and also the lamb shank. Uh, if I were to go with those, those would be it. And obviously, you know, growing up in Chicago, we had quite a few fine Greek restaurants, uh, which was very authentic Greek food. Uh, you got great Greek cooking from chefs and what have you. So uh, I had some good Greek food in my day. Next year, 2024, is a big year for you personally and our church. And, of course, our 75th anniversary as well as your 25th anniversary. Next uh, September, the, our church will celebrate its 75th anniversary since its founding in 1949 in the old church downtown Newport News. Yes, I will be here 25 years then and 35 years in the ministry in October of next year. And I'll reach 60 years of, of age over the summer. So it's yeah, a couple of mile, milestones for, for me, but more more importantly, the milestone for the church, 75 years of our founding and, and the, you know, the original founders had a dream, had a vision. They came together, they did it. And now it's up to us to continue that, that vision. And how about your Bears, Father? They did beat Washington. They did. And uh, they're one in four and Green Bay lost and on Monday. So we, uh, we hope that Things will turn around with Justin Fields and the Bears. We can all hope because I'm a big baseball fan and the White Sox were out of it months ago with the winter sports now. with the I have the Bears, the Blackhawks, and the Bulls, so we will hope for something to come out of that. Yeah, Minnesota's struggling as well, but uh, yeah. D- Detroit has uh, done very well in football this year. Oh, yeah, they were picked to win the division, from I mean, and probably in all likelihood will. All the best, Father. We look forward to seeing you at the Fall Festival, and thank you for everything you do for our church. It's my pleasure, and, and to those listening, if you can, please make every effort to support our event on uh, October 26th to October 28th. God bless you and your families in this holiday season, and may 2024 be one of health and happiness for all of us. Absolutely. Fourth quarter of the year is about to wind down. Father, all the best to you and the family. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Father George right there from Newport News. Sports scene will continue after these messages. Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers, open in Yorktown. Go by and see Paul and his wonderful staff. High-quality chicken fingers, fries, coleslaw, Texas toast. It is delicious. The great chicken sandwich, cane sauce, a kid's menu, refreshing beverages, tailgates. They've got it all. Follow Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers on social media. They are open daily. Matney Gallery consults for museum acquisitions and investment art for private and public collections in Virginia and elsewhere. Specialists in Southern art, international contemporary, and Virginia colleges. Southern art and photography as well. Lee Matney is available to speak in front of your group. He is a trusted partner. Consultations are always confidential. 
Oh Yummy Sushi Japanese Restaurant in Kemp's River is open and ready to serve you. Featuring an all-you-can-eat experience with signature dishes from the kitchen and fresh sushi prepared for you. Oh Yummy Sushi is open for lunch and dinner daily with dine-in, carry-out, as well as DoorDash, Uber Eats, and Grubhub. Located at 1255 Fordham Drive at the Kemp's River Crossing. Call 937-2011 for Oh Yummy Sushi, the best sushi in Hampton Roads. A tradition of excellence for over 50 years is the Aberdeen Barn Steakhouse in Virginia Beach. Start your experience off with she crab soup, an assortment of appetizers such as the fried oyster, Rockefeller, crispy calamari, just to name a few. Aberdeen Barn has the finest premium steaks, prime rib, grilled tomahawk ribeye, seafood, chicken, pasta dishes, and live music in a most pleasing atmosphere. Open daily, visit them at 5805 Northampton Boulevard in Virginia Beach. Call 464-1580 and log on to Aberdeen Barn Thank you to our good friends at Chick-fil-A in Edinburgh in Chesapeake. Fall into the delicious taste of a honey pepper pimento sandwich and the caramel crumble shake. All at Chick-fil-A in Edinburgh. Try them both today. Back with Sports Scene with our monthly featured guest, George McLean from the Marksman's Firearm Training Center and Indoor Shooting Range. George, how are you, my friend? I'm doing well, Greg. How about yourself? Good. Well into fall. It's hunting season. A lot going on. The weather's changing. And starting next month, it'll start getting dark earlier. And and with that said, George, when it starts getting dark earlier, you have to be aware of your surroundings and belongings a little bit more. Well, yeah. I mean, you have to be aware of that all the time. But you obviously, when it gets darker, it makes it a little bit more difficult to see when you're you're outside. So you have to be more cognizant of your surroundings and keep your head on a swivel. That That's the bigger thing that you don't typically have to do as much uh, in daylight because you can, you know, see better. But uh, at, at nighttime, that gives a, an automatic built-in hiding place to the to the bad folks. And uh, they, like, they like to grab pocketbooks and groceries and anything that you're putting in a car, uh, you know, that kind of stuff. They can sneak up on you without uh, you realizing it. So you really need to be aware. And with that said, too, we're talking about a lot of times firearm safety, and we're lucky we live in this country where we're not having to worry about major catastrophes, and we want to give our hearts and prayers to what's going on in Israel. Nobody deserves that. No human being deserves to be threatened or touched or or killed, and this is still the greatest country in the world, but we are aware of our brothers and sisters in other parts of the world that are fighting for freedom every day. Uh, that's exactly right, and uh, that's that's been going on uh, for many years. Uh, no solution uh, yet in sight. Uh, my my fear for this is uh, there's there's going to be other bad guys, meaning bad countries that we're uh, at odds uh, with, are going to be. You know, they're the ones I think it's you know, supporting the terrorists you know, at this part. Because you know the, the terrorists don't have a uh, a country of their own uh, that is named, I guess, after or for them. Yeah, so they're they're getting their funds, they're getting the equipment, they're getting the rockets, all this kind of stuff uh, through through other countries. So it's it's going to be a kind of a a different war. Maybe if this drags out, you know, Israel looks like they're making some uh, some pretty good gains. So we'll keep our fingers crossed, and you know, maybe they'll uh, survive all of this. They did, they certainly didn't ask for it. It was it was total surprise on. Uh, that, that the attack even uh, happened, and uh, I think maybe we 
the administration should have been a little bit more aware of, of what was going on, but that seems to be a failing of theirs, so we'll see how this goes. Like George says, we have to be aware, and we have to be aware of domestic terrorism and, of course, copycats in this country and so forth. And the marksman is located at 520 Industrial Park Drive in Newport News. A good time now to get trained, of course, and uh, they're open Monday through Saturday. Phone number 757-872-4130. Give us an update. Like them on Facebook. Give us an update on Sundays, George. In the past, before COVID, you did have some Sunday hours. We did, and right now, and I think we're going to stay with that for the for the near uh, future anyway, uh, is is to use Sundays for our uh, concealed carry classes. And it's it's still you know, it's a combination of still leftover stuff from COVID. You know, having uh, the, the manpower to, to do both things, you know, have the retail and uh, have the back end, you know, classroom, you know, all going at the same time. And you know, business typically uh, picks up. Starting about now, uh, you know, going you know forward after you know, you know a month or so after school has started, and uh, everyone kind of gets in, into that groove, uh, and then it kind of starts to you know to, to pick up uh, you know through the holidays and then the you know, early early spring. So we'll we're, we're kind of playing that by ear right now, and uh, so we'll see how it goes. But if we, if we do obviously uh, start to open that uh, full time on Sunday, uh, we'll certainly be uh, you know announcing that on our Facebook page. So you know keep an eye there. And that way, the concealed carry classes, they can really focus on Sunday without a whole lot of distractions, too. Well, that's, that's right. Uh, you know, and that's the biggest thing. Again, a lot of manpower. We, we let, uh, you know, we, we didn't dismiss anybody during COVID. We kept everyone on staff. But, uh, you know, we had you know, some military folks. And, of course, they got the you know, orders to go to different places. So we just didn't. Didn't replace them as as they you know, left. That it's it's uh, it been a little you know, difficult finding qualified people, even though this is not you know, brain surgery that we do. But you want uh, you know someone that's uh, a, a people person that that knows you know, firearms, uh, how to describe, uh, how to demonstrate, and uh, you know uh, obviously being a, a salesperson on on top of that. But we don't. That's not something we push like a you know, car dealership uh, may. But uh, we'd like to educate our customers. And then you know assist them in selecting uh, something that fits you know their needs, not just something we have and want to sell. So that that's kind of been our uh, you know method uh, from the day that I you know started down there ten well it's been twelve years ago now I guess um, is, is that we you, you want to help the customer become a satisfied customer. You don't want to sell them you know five or six hundred dollar you know handgun that they have no experience with at all and they come in and then shoot it two or three times and decide they don't like it because it kicks too much, that that's just money wasted and they're going to see that and they become a dissatisfied customer. And that's not what we're looking at. George, we are in political seasons. It's amazing these politicians try to use guns as trying to get votes as well. They do. Uh, and, you know, I, I've always you know, had an analogy of, you know, they, they talk about, you know, drunk driving. And if, if you look at the number of, uh, you know, fatalities on the road you know, due to uh, alcohol and compare that to the, you know, the, the deaths used by you know, handguns, it's astronomical you know, how many more there, there are. Uh, but I, the, the analogy I use is, is like you know, if you want to reduce you know, drunk driving, uh, as they, the politicians would say, is that uh, you, you wind up taking the license away from you know, the, the, the drivers that don't even drink. You know, so the, you know, the people that want to break the law are going to break the law. They don't care what the law is. Uh, so, you know, the, the, the folks with guns, they, they want to put all these restrictions 
on you know gun owners and restricted the, the types of guns that law-abiding people can have, but that does nothing to the people that don't care about the law. Those guns are out, are out there. They're going to use them to do whatever they want to. Uh, you know, so you're not going to fix gun violence by taking away guns from law-abiding people. You fix gun violence by educating you know, people, learning what you know what what motivates you know the criminal mind to start with, which is a, a, an endeavor all in itself. Uh, and, and go you know, that route. You take away a tool, which is all a gun is, and they'll come up with another tool, whether that be a knife, as it is in Europe. You know, they've, they've done the same thing, trying to get rid of guns. Well, you know, guess what? Well, now they got a knife problem. So they're going to find, uh, even if it goes down to Cain and Abel, they're going to find a big rock, you know, if that's what it takes. Uh, so getting rid of the guns is not going to get rid of the problem because you're not going to get rid of all the guns. Absolutely. And like George said, you always have to be aware. What is selling right now, George, when people are walking in the door, what are they asking for? I know pistols will always be popular, but it is hunting season. People, um, you know, want to be, you know, armed with the right stuff. Well, you know, we, we, we sell a few you know, uh, rifles uh, and get some in, but you know, that, that's never been uh, our, our niche. Uh, you know, ours has, has, has been the, the, the handgun market uh, because we're, we're more into the your know, personal your know, security. You know, we you know, we are state certified to teach you know armed security guards, you know, private investigators, bounty hunters, you know, all of that. So it's all for that that arm set. Well, these guys, none of these guys carry around rifles. They're all carrying you know handguns. Uh, so that that's that's been our bailiwick. Uh, now you you bring up hunting season, and that's that's very true. So a lot of folks you know, will come in. And there's there's as many different you know uh, rifles and and calibers uh, you know very few people you know, hunt with a 22 anymore probably about the smallest I might see yeah, I don't know maybe a a, a 243 uh, the 30 is kind of waning uh, you know 270s uh, has has always been you know popular 30 six is still popular because a lot of the you know, older folks that's Kind of what they've always had, what you know their dads had, what their granddads had, uh, but just uh, you know seven and eight millimeter. Uh, there, there's there's just a lot, but uh, we we know we can get the ammo you know for those, and a few of the guns uh, that we get are, are there are a lot of used guns that people uh, from uh, estates, uh, folks that passed, and their their you know, uh, family members have brought the you know, firearms into to sell, and we'll put those uh, up. But, you know, typically, uh, again, we can order anything someone wants, but it's just very difficult uh, to get a handle on, you know, what long gun is, uh, is selling to where we want to, you know, stock a lot of it. So uh, those we sell, but would typically be, you know, special order. That doesn't increase the price. It just means that, you know, if you know what you want, you want to, you know, uh, uh, whatever, and, and you want to come in and order it, uh, we can certainly do that and, and still give you a good price on it. We stock a few shotguns. Uh, and you know that's uh, you know folks during squirrel season. Uh, you know they'll you know typically we use uh, the shotguns, uh, and, and most of those are twelve gauge. And it's also we use uh, sell a lot of the shorter barrel ones. Uh, uh, not not that that classifies as a you know, like a, a short barrel rifle or anything. It's just you know, the the typical you know uh, eighteen or sixteen inch barrel on on the shotguns. Is you know a lot for home defense as well. Of course, you would use double lot buckshot. You know, with that, you probably don't want to go out and squirrel hunt with double lot buck. So you know, command and you know, talk to us. We can get whatever you want, but uh, typically that's what we'll have in the case. And you know, hanging on the wall. Uh, as far as the handguns go, 
Uh, Taurus is really picking up uh, good, but you know, still, you know, Glock and Sig and Remington, uh, those are, you know, probably still the big three that we, you know, sell the most of. Uh, but a lot of the Tauruses are going. Uh, Smith and Wesson has is, is, you know, come out with a great deal, you know, with us. So uh, uh, that's we we also you know try to make a lot of those available too. So a, a good a good selection. And of course, you have several lanes and doors for shooting as well. And of course, it's a great place for security guards, police officers bail bondsmen to get some practice or just a novice as well to learn and really every time you walk in there there's something for everybody and you have a great staff too uh, george to help uh we we do uh they're motivated uh you know again helpful is is, is the, the key uh there and that's the, you know to find out what the other customer is, is looking for and uh, you'll try to uh, you know present uh, something uh, if they've got looking for something unusual or something that's similar to a model that we have, uh, and just you know show them and explain the differences. Uh, most of the folks, most not not all, but most of the folks that come in, they, they have an idea of what they're looking for, and occasionally you know, we'll get uh, you know the, the new shooters that come in, they have no idea at all other than that they they know that they want to get a, you know a, a concealed deal permit, but. They're just they haven't shot a gun or not you know they shot one years and years and years ago just not familiar with what's out there and uh and, and a lot of those cases you know we refer them to our, our rental uh on the on the on the range side of the of the lobby uh we've got a lot of rental guns so we can try to match them up with something uh either the the model that they're looking for or something very very close you know the same caliber same type of function uh and then you know get them with an instructor uh, to use that particular you know uh, firearm, and when you you, know, you get an instructor and you're you're taking private instruction, you don't pay extra for the for the firearm that's included in the in the instruction. You you do uh, you know the ammo is the only thing we have to charge because the ammo is expensive, and uh, you just can't you know throw that in without you know jacking up the price. And you say, well, if you throw it in and then raise the price to cover the ammo, then you've got to look at well, it depends on what you're shooting because there's a, a huge difference. And the cost of obviously you know twenty two uh, ammo and forty five ammo, so that's why we have to keep the ammo out separate. George, thank you for enlightening us. All the best to you and your family. Look forward to talking to you in November as we get deeper and deeper into fall. Okay, well, Greg, you uh, be safe out there and enjoy this fall weather. Yeah, the Marksman's phone number is seven five seven eight seven two forty one thirty. Open Monday through Saturday. Google the Marksman for more information. Like them on Facebook. So. What's Greg's problem? I'm very mad! God, I'm so mad right now! I know you're mad. I know you're upset. It's time for what teased Greg off. One of our favorite segments brought to you by Linda Matney Art Gallery in Williamsburg. Watch art come alive. Small talk, Kenny, with people you normally don't come across. I'm not good at it. I don't like it either. The feel of chalk... It used to never bother me, but now just thinking about that chalky, dry friction gives me the heebie-jeebies. Places that take credit card only and give you no other option. Oh, that happens. That's going to happen more, too. A lot of people are getting rid of cash altogether. People expect you to do something on time, yet they are never on time themselves. Hypocritical. How about this one, Greg? When people say, no offense... As if it downplays anything offensive they're about to say. Because it's already offensive and they're just trying to weasel their way out of it. No offense, but are you always this stupid? And that's what teased me off. 
Sakura Japanese Restaurant in Chesapeake is your destination for excellent Japanese food, featuring fresh sushi and hot dishes prepared in the kitchen for lunch and dinner. Sakura is located at 1437 Sam's Drive at the Walmart Way Crossing. Oh Yummy Sushi is at the Renaissance Place at 401 North Great Neck Road in Virginia Beach. Both Sakura in Chesapeake and Oh Yummy Sushi in Virginia Beach are available with DoorDash, Uber Eats, Grubhub, and Pickup. Tasty Japanese food, the way you want it, is at Sakura and Oh Yummy Sushi. Thank you for listening to the October edition of Sports Scene with Greg Bicavaris. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, Facebook, X, LinkedIn, and now Apple Podcast. Want to thank our great guests, Rick Kiefner, Father George Choros, and also George McLean. For more, log on to GJBTV.com. Click the YouTube link on the homepage. For Ken Carson, I'm Greg Bicavaris. We'll talk to you soon. You've been listening to Sports Scene with Greg Bicavaris. 